Hello and welcome to Mum Stoppable. I'm so excited to be here with you again this week, mummers. Now, as a quick reminder, this is not your regular parenting podcast. I will not be giving you any parenting tips or hacks because I believe you get enough of those from all the other podcasts and social channels out there. Instagram, I'm looking at you. Instead, this is an invitation to take 30 minutes out of your day to work on you, mama. I'm Carly Nair, I'm a certified coach and mum of two boys, and I believe that all mums deserve to feel seen, heard and supported, and I want to do that by bringing you expert coaching support whenever and wherever you need it. So commit to yourself now, mama, commit to spending 30 minutes a week listening to this podcast and working on yourself, and by doing that, I promise your parenting will automatically benefit. As I'm just starting out in the world of podcasting, I would love to hear what you think of Mumstoppable. So please feel free to email me at hello at mumstoppable.com with any feedback you have, the good, the bad and the ugly, and any further topics you'd like me to cover in future weeks. For those of you that would like the show notes, please visit mumstoppable.com forward slash blog and search for the podcast episode title. And in there, you'll find a full write-up of the show notes, including the coaching challenges and coaching corner notes as well. If you do like what you hear, please sign up to my email newsletter by heading over to mumstoppable.com. By signing up, you're guaranteeing you'll never miss an episode as they will land directly in your inbox every Monday morning, along with a link to the show notes I've just talked you through. For now, though, enjoy the podcast and remember, I see you, Mama. You've got this. You are Mumstoppable. Hello, Mama, and welcome to episode 10 of Mumstoppable. We are in double digits now. Woohoo! Thank you once again for joining me this week. As a mum of two boys myself, I know perfectly well how busy you are, and I so appreciate you showing up and giving me 30 minutes of your time every week. And more than that, actually, well done for committing to investing the next 30 minutes on you, Mama. I know you don't do it very often, and it's super important, and I'm really proud of you for prioritising yourself. So well done. The good news is, my voice is pretty much back to normal. The bad news is I'm still in an echoey room full of boxes because we are still yet to move house, but it's imminent. So please bear with me again this week. I appreciate the sound quality isn't the best. I promise you a couple more weeks and we'll be back to normal. And I promise you the content this week is extra good to make up for the bad quality. So let's crack on. This week is Valentine's Day, which to be honest, I have mixed feelings about. For the most part, I do think it's hyper-consumerism at its worst, with people spending ridiculous amounts of money to show someone how much they love them, which is plastered all over Instagram. And really, we should all be working at showing people in our lives who are important to us how much we love them all year round. But there is another part of me that's a sucker for any holiday, And people who know me will know this because we go absolutely all out for Christmas. We decorate the house for Halloween. I'm a bit of a holiday freak. And I do really enjoy doing little things to celebrate Valentine's Day. For example, making heart-shaped toast for the kids for breakfast and, you know, those sorts of things. So generally speaking, in our house, we will do little things for each other as a family for Valentine's Day. But we don't do anything major. We don't spend ridiculous amounts of money going out for dinner. Um, We don't do any of those sorts of things. Okay, anyway, so the one thing they never told me in antenatal classes before I had kids was just how much of a strain having kids would put on my relationship with my husband. And just when we thought we had it nailed, baby two came along and it was just like hand grenade went off. Having any relationship after kids is hard work. 
because your priorities have entirely changed. Your identity is shifting. You're surviving on hardly any sleep. You're being pulled from pillar to post and it's all just a lot to deal with. But that's okay, Mama, because I'm here to help. And that's why, along with the fact it's Valentine's Day this very week, this podcast is all about three steps you can take today to help your relationship after kids succeed. And you can apply these same steps to any relationship. It could be your significant other. It could be your family members. It could be your friends, your kids. So for any single mums out there, I see you. I've got your back. Keep listening because this episode is for all mums. Okay, so before we delve in on this, I did want to make one point about relationships and happiness in general. And it's this. Happiness is an inside job. I say this so many times, but I really believe it's true. And I know it sounds like a t-shirt slogan, but I honestly, to my core, believe that happiness is an inside job. It comes from within each of us. So if you are not happy with yourself as a person, if you're not in a place where you love yourself, my advice is to pause this episode right now, go back, listen to any of the earlier episodes around self-love or finding yourself or confidence This is a really important step because if you jump ahead and try to work on your relationships before you're ready, you're going to have an uphill battle. These things take time, Mama. So take the time to work on you first and then come back to this episode when you're ready. This also gives me a quick opportunity to talk very briefly about the upcoming Mumstoppable mobile app, because within it, I'm giving you access to my signature 12 weeks to a Mumstoppable You course. Across the space of 12 weeks, what I'm going to do is I'll be guiding you through audio lessons using coaching tools and techniques to get you to rediscover yourself without the mum mask. And together, we're going to work on the three C's, which is clarity around who you are and what you want connections with yourself and others and finally commitment where we look at how you can keep that mum stoppable feeling long term now the reason I mention this is that within the app the lessons are arranged in a specific order for a reason we do all the work on you as a person up front and then when we're happy that you've got clarity and love yourself and I'll know that because I'm going to check in on that with you in a live group coaching session after week four So when we're happy, we move on to connections and that includes things like relationships. So if you've enjoyed my podcast and you want more Mumstoppable content and more support, head over to my website at mumstoppable.com, sign up to the newsletter and you can be one of the first to know when we launch the Mumstoppable mobile app in March. Okay, now let's get back on topic. So before we go into those all important three steps to a successful relationship after kids, I want to bring your attention to a book which is called The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. If you haven't read it and you like self-development books, then I highly recommend reading that one. It's also not a really long book, so you can get through it fairly quickly. But because I know you're busy, Mama, I'm going to summarise it for you here. So the premise of the book is that everyone has a particular type of connection which resonates with us. These connections are what Chapman refers to as the five love languages. And each love language will resonate differently with each of us. So let me give you um, a very brief outline of each of these love languages. So the first one is called Words of Appreciation. This one's fairly self-explanatory, but it's words of praise, appreciation, gratitude, recognition. These words can be spoken out loud or they can be written down. So it could be saying I love you in the morning or it could be a really heartfelt written Valentine's card. The caveat here 
is that the words need to be specific to the person and they need to be genuine. They've got to come from the heart. They really need to be meaningful. So for some people, this love language will resonate most and they will get a genuine sense of joy and love from being told how beautiful they are or how much they're loved and appreciated. They might become emotional at receiving a love letter or a poem. So does that sound like you? Have a think as we move through each of these love languages, which one you think resonates with you most. The second love language is physical touch. And this is another fairly obvious one. It encompasses non-verbal affection. So this is things like cuddles and kisses. It might be holding hands on a walk, a comforting rub of the hand on your back at the end of a tough day. In a more intimate setting, it might be a massage or a body rub where you're really enjoying the sensation of someone you love touching you. And going back to hugs, remember that long hugs of 10 seconds or more are scientifically proven to have a positive impact on your physical health. Okay, the third love language is receiving gifts. So this one might cause some internal battles for some people with feelings of guilt because we're often told not to be materialistic. However, for some people, receiving gifts really genuinely brings them joy and makes them feel loved. And also, it's not always about the physical objects. It might well be the gift of an experience. Um, For some people who, for whom this is their their love language, it might be about the surprise of receiving gift rather than the actual gift itself. It's likely also down to the fact that the person giving has put some thought into the gift. So it really shows that they've been thinking of the receiver, even when they've not been together. And lastly, there's absolutely no shame in this being the love language that resonates with you. If gifts are your love language, then embrace it. Okay, the fourth love language is called acts of service. So this, according to Chapman, is um, doing something for someone else. It's as simple as that. So it might be cooking them dinner. It might be offering to drop the kids off at school when you know they're busy. It might be cleaning the house when they're out. It's essentially doing things you know your other half or whoever we're talking about would like you to do. The acts don't necessarily have to take a lot of time either. And it's the act of trying to help, which is the language here, because it signals that you are thinking of the other person, even when they're not around. Very similar to that last one. I've got an example here, which happened last night. So I was cooking dinner and I had to grate a broccoli don't ask. It's a bit of a bizarre one, but I hate grating things. It's my worst thing ever. I just hate it. So I'd left, I've got all the ingredients out for dinner. I'd gone to pick up the kids from school. And when I got back my husband had grated the broccoli for me and it was such a tiny, tiny thing, but I, it just made me smile and made me feel really genuinely seen and loved. And that is a really great example of an act of service acting as a love language there. Okay, so the fifth love language is quality time. This one, as you might expect, is about having the opportunity to really and truly connect with someone else away from the distraction of life. It's about engaging with the other person, making you both feel like you're the only thing in existence in that time and place. So it's about eye contact. It's about holding space for that person, really listening to them and being genuinely interested in what they have to say. So this could be as simple as going for a walk with them. It might be the classic dinner date, for example, but it could also be things like having a bath together or reading a book with one of your kids. Fabulous. So that brings us to the end of our whistle stop tour of the five love languages. But if you are interested, do get the book by Gary Chapman and have a read. It's really fascinating. Now let's head over to Coaching Corner to figure this out. 
So now that we've got a basic understanding of the five love languages, it's time to unpack it all a bit and dive into those all important three steps to a successful relationship after kids. And before we do that, I want to explain in very simple terms how this works. So we've talked about your energy before and your energy reserves and your need to keep that tank topped up, whether that's through ensuring your needs are met or committing to weekly playdates with yourself or whatever. Now, think about love and relationships, romantic or otherwise, and imagine each of the relationships and connections you have as having their own tank, which is filled with love. Someone you love performing any one of those love languages will fill your tank, literally any of them. But your preferred love language will help top up your tank faster because it resonates more with you. So all of the love languages will move the dial slightly, but digging deep and finding out which love languages resonate with others most is where the magic happens, because that's where you can fill each other's tanks most efficiently and with the most meaning. Okay, so let's move on to those steps. Step one, again, going back to what I was saying at the start of this episode is around clarity. Always start with yourself. So step one is discover your primary love language first. This is such an important foundation step, which you absolutely have to do before you move on to thinking about anyone else, because you need to know what floats your boat so that you can understand both how someone else can better fill your tank, but also because it will help you understand why you might, for example, be sharing your kids with gifts in an effort to show them how much you love them. And as a hint, it's probably because your primary love language um, might be receiving gifts, but it might not be theirs. Okay, so for some of you, as I've talked through those love languages, one or two might have instantly resonated with you more. And that is fabulous. Those are likely your primary and secondary love languages. For others, myself included, when I first did this, there might be a bit of confusion as two or more of those love languages feels equal to us in terms of importance. And it's really hard to unpack them. So in this instance, you can do a bit of coaching on yourself. So I want you to ask yourself, which of those five love languages gives you the most joy? Which of them makes you feel loved above and beyond all the others? And then crucially, which of them, if you didn't have them, would make you feel the least loved? So for example, let's say the battle is between words of affirmation and physical touch. So initially, you might think these are your number one equally, both equally as important as each other. So first, think about which element of physical touch is most important. For example, is it cuddling? Is it holding hands? Now think about what the most joyful element of words of affirmation is for you. Is it being told I love you? Is it being told that you are beautiful? Now imagine your partner is fulfilling all your needs when it comes to physical touch, right? So you're getting all the cuddles you want, all the kisses, but rather than also telling you how beautiful you are and how much they love you, they're imparting negative words onto you. They're being critical. Would you still feel loved by that person? If it's a yes, your primary love language is likely physical touch. If not, it's likely words of affirmation. And you can test that by flipping it back around. So think about your partner is fulfilling all your needs when it comes to words of affirmation. They're telling you constantly that they love you, how beautiful you are, but they're not giving you hugs and kisses. You're not getting that physical touch. Would you still feel loved then? Okay, so you can do it that way around too. Great. So keep asking yourself questions until you're happy that you can order the five love languages in order of how much they resonate with you. Okay. So in order of importance, 
this is brilliant self-awareness work here. So well done if you're doing this. It's not easy to do things like this and to be objective and to see yourself from enough distance to identify things like this. And that's why coaching is so powerful. So if you do need help, you can email me at hello at mumstoppable.com and we can talk about one-to-one coaching. Okay, once you've done this and you know your love languages, the next... um, it's not a second step, but it's like a part B of step one. It's really important to vocalise them with the people you love because they need to know how to connect with you. And by telling them, you're making it super easy for them to fill your love tank. How powerful is that? Okay, so moving on to step two, which is discover your partners, your kids, whoever it is that you're doing this on, discover their primary love language. Now, again, I've said partner here, but you could do this for your kids, your family members, your friends. It works in a very similar way. And there are a couple of ways to do this. So either you go ahead and you try to explain the five love languages to them and feel free to get them to listen to this podcast if you think that would help or buy a copy of Gary Chapman's book if that would help. And then ask them to self-identify what their primary love language is. Easier said than done with kids, by the way. So if you want to be more covert, then you could just start to go a bit Poirot on it. So get your detective alter ego out and look for clues. Look for, I'm going to use the word partner, but you can use this on anyone. So when is your partner happiest? What seems to get them in a really loving mood? You could ask them even what makes them feel more loved Help them explore their love languages without having to explain them to them until you think you know which is their primary one. And you can do the same with your kids. Now, I'm going to give you a bit of a cheat sheet here. If you are really, really struggling with identifying either your own or your partner's or whoever's love language, there is an online quiz you can do which will help you. So Google the five love languages quiz and you'll find it. And there are options there for an adult version of the quiz and two different versions of kids quizzes depending on their age. But I really do encourage you to try to do your own investigation first because the whole thing can be a really good bonding exercise. Okay, step three is fill each other's love tanks. This is the fun one. So there are some important notes here. Firstly, don't think of this as a tick box exercise because that's not going to work. Knowing someone's primary love language is words of affirmation, for example, and then half-heartedly saying I love you as they walk out the door to work every morning is just not going to cut it the whole point in these love languages is that they have to be heartfelt and meaningful every single one of them has the same deal they have to be meaningful or it doesn't count so really put some thought and some effort into this part think about activities that fall within that love language and really put your heart and soul into performing some of them for your partner with the aim of making them feel loved The second point is, let's say you've discovered that your partner's primary love language is receiving gifts, but up until now, you've not really understood this and so haven't been a big gift giver and they seem okay with that. Please remember, okay is not the same as happy. Okay is not what we are striving for here. We are striving for a successful, happy relationship, which means that you both get joy out of each other. So in this case, it's almost even more important to get this step right so get your thinking cap on come up with some creative ways you can fill your partner's tank and you can do the same for family members friends kids anyone you have a deep relationship with good job mama 
Now, we are almost at the end of today's show, but before we go, I want to set you a coaching challenge. And I know that today's session has been a lot to take in. There's a lot of information. You've got probably quite a bit of homework to do on the back of it. So I'm going to make this a fun one and it's Valentine's Day themed. So I want you to set up a date night and that could be for you and your partner. It could be for you and your kids. It could be for you and your best friend. Either way, set something up. And it doesn't have to mean spending loads of money at a restaurant either. It could be grabbing a pizza and staying home or cooking dinner for them. Whatever it is, though, I want you to relate it back to their primary love language. For example, if their primary love language is acts of service, you might be better off cooking them a nice meal or ordering their favourite takeout. If it's receiving gifts, maybe plan the whole thing as a surprise. If they resonate with words of affirmation, maybe you layer in a love letter or a card with some lovely words about them written inside. For physical touch, be conscious about touching their hand across the table or even sit next to them rather than opposite so that you can rub their back whilst you chat. And for quality time, I want you to limit any day-to-day business-as-usual chit-chat to the first 20 minutes of the date. After that, put a strict rule around only being able to talk to each other from a place of connection. What I mean is if you're doing that with your partner, that means no talk about the kids, no talk about chores, no work chat after the first 20 minutes. So get it all out of your system then and then concentrate on really having that quality time and reconnecting with each other. When you're in the moment, enjoy the whole thing too, Mama, because this is for you as well. And also try to take note about how the different elements of the date night make you feel as a person. Which elements gave you the most joy? Did any of them surprise you? And communicate that with your partner or with whoever you're doing this with. Let them know that the card they've written you means so much to you or that the fact you could sit so close and hold hands under the table makes your heart skip a beat because the more you can verbalize what makes you happy the easier you make it for them to please you and that is a brilliant step towards a successful relationship after kids That brings us to the end of this week's podcast. Thank you once again for joining me and well done for spending the last 30 minutes doing something just for you. It's no mean feat when you've got a million things on your mum to-do list. Enjoy working through this week's Coaching Corner tips and as always, I would love to hear how you're getting on with the coaching challenge. So please feel free to send me a quick email at hello at mumstoppable.com or find me on Instagram at mumstoppable underscore and send me a DM or leave a comment on one of my posts. You'll also be able to find reminders of the Coaching Corner tips and details of the Coaching Challenge on Instagram towards the end of the week. And if you want the show notes from today's show, head over to mumstoppable.com forward slash blog and search for this week's episode title. In there, you'll have access to the entire Coaching Corner tips and also the Coaching Challenge in written form. Over the coming weeks, I'll be talking to you about challenges facing mums ranging from feeling lost and like you don't know who you are anymore, to surviving overwhelm as a mum, to motherhood and the strains that puts on your relationships, to the struggle of returning to work and everything in between. Please also feel free to email me with any challenges you're facing which you'd like me to cover off on upcoming sessions. If you've liked what you've heard today, please do sign up to my email newsletter by heading over to mumstoppable.com. By signing up, you're guaranteeing you'll never miss an episode as they will land directly in your inbox every Monday morning, along with a link to the show notes. For now, though, have an awesome week. And remember, I see you, Mama. 
you've got this. You are mum stoppable. <laughs>